0: I think Max Kellerman has a problem with this title. Why is that? Uh, he uh, he was insinuating that Albert Pujols had some help. He uh, This was uh, a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was last week on ESPN, when he was like, oh, Albert Pujols must be practicing more this season than he ever did with the Angels, I guess. Well, and he had you to know, when 700 did grab. Yeah.
1: But uh, So he got that, totally didn't cheat to get it. Um, and then Aaron Judge made history by tying Roger Maris for seventh all-time in most home runs in a single season. Congratulations to him. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know we were cutting into college football games to, uh, for the pursuit to tie seventh place all-time, but that's where we are these days.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's what happens when you're a New York Yankee. And um, you're also six foot eight, so you're a little yeah. bit of a—I uh, don't know—an anomaly out there on the field. Yeah, he is.
1: Um, still, somebody—somebody—still has to convince me that this record actually matters.
0: Single-season home runs?
1: No, not single-season home runs. What Judge is doing.
0: Oh yeah, I well, I agree with that because I mean I get I
1: like I understand the importance because it's the Yankees, it's the American league
0: record. That's done. I, I, I don't what? think it's what's that. No, well here's the issue is that people don't recognize all the people above Maris. That's why. Yeah. And we well, do.
1: Yeah, I get I mean, I understand that. However, I tend to think that the person who hit the most home runs in a single season owns the record for most home runs hit in a single season. Not Aaron Judge and his Mickey Mouse 61. or Yeah, it's 61. But, um, if any, by the way, if anybody needs steroid accusations, it's Roger Maris, Because I looked at his baseball reference page the other day. Oh, no, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. It, if anybody was juicing, it was, it was my boy
0: Roger in 1961. Yeah, he is – I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this stat. Out of all the players that hit 60-plus home runs in a single season, Roger Maris is significantly in last place as far as career home runs go. He had – he may have been a little bit of a one-and-done out there.
1: He had three good years, and the 61 home runs was, like, the second of the three good years. But after that, it was – it was nothing to pull it up, Roger Maris. And I'm sick of his stupid son, by the way, talking to the media. Um,
0: oh, yeah. I'm sure that he didn't volunteer himself. Oh, I, I now I must yeah. go speak to. This. Somebody asked him to, and he said yes. Yeah. But um, Roger Maris won the MVP in
1: 1960. He had 39 home runs, 112 RBI, and then the next year was 61 home runs 141 rbi and then he had 33 home runs in 1962 with 100 rbi and he never got close to that ever again Hmm. and he was only 26 when he broke the record so he was young and he just kind of stunk after
0: i guess but i don't know i i I'm with you. There may be a little bit of something going on there that just no one ever found out about. And it uh, could hit... be the case for a lot of athletes way back in the day before this mm-hmm. was even a discussion. He only hit 269 that year. Well, wasn't all that great.
1: Mm hmm. He a career batting average of 260. Those guys suck. Oh, he uh, played for your St. Louis Cardinals there at the end.
0: Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> that's been mentioned a couple times around here, but no one. No one's taking it super seriously because they've been watching their own history with oh, yeah. pooh holes. And then Cardinal, the Cardinals
1: have clinched, correct?
0: Ye- yes, they have. They just did.
1: Yes. So I think that practically every playoff spot is locked up besides that last wild card spot in the National League. Because the Brewers are half a game back of the Phillies. So they're three games back to San Diego. And then obviously whoever loses the NL East is going to be the top wild card team. Um, so in the American league right now it's Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle in the wild card. Cleveland would play Seattle, which I don't want. Um the Yankees and Astros would have a bye. Toronto and Tampa would play each other, although Cleveland can knock Tampa down into their spot because they're playing them tonight. But, uh, and I guess Baltimore's still technically alive, but not really. Also, at the same time, I think they're like five and a half back of Seattle. They're five games back in Seattle, so good luck with that. But, um, yeah. Is... How are your Pittsburgh
0: Pirates doing? Uh, surviving. We got, Six. We got six games ready to go with uh, the Cardinals, so we're gonna we're either gonna stymie the Cardinals right before the postseason, or we're gonna be their launching pad into a blistering postseason display of baseball. So uh, we'll we'll see if we can put up a fight. I we just only... learned Oops. that Miguel Andujar, oh yeah, is apparently an, a left fielder for the Pirates now. Yes, he is. That was news to me.
1: Yeah, he got claimed a couple days ago because the Yankees got finally got rid of him.
0: That, I, there was a, there yeah. was
1: a time where Miguel Andujar was in every trade discussion for any top player. Like, oh, the Yankees mm-hmm. can offer Andujar and then whatever else they feel like offering.
0: Oh, people were talking about him being like the next great third baseman for the Yankees like he was A-Rod or something.
1: Yeah, him and uh, Glaber Torres and... Uh, yeah, like oh labor my kind of stinks. But yeah, Miguel Andujar was traded to the Cleveland Guardians slash Indians at the time, like eight different times.
0: Oh man, man. it's what we yeah, got. You, you guys just clinched, didn't you?
1: Oh yes, we did. We just went on up. So when we last talked, we were finishing up the last game of our series against Minnesota. <laughs> We quickly uh, disposed of them. Took four out of five against them, and then I said, "Now watch out! Now we got this three game series with Chicago, where we can effectively win the division." They swept Chicago and then won the division a couple days later because the White Sox, the White Sox have lost like two of their or lost like ten of their last twelve. So both the Twins and White Sox kind of stumbled, and the Guardians just keep winning. So they clinched that. I mean. A wise man as myself could see this coming from far away, um, as I bet the Guardians to win the World Series. And I had the win their, over on their win total, so shout-out to me. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win the World Series. But I'm having a lot of fun watching them, because no, I thought this year was going to be We're going to see all these young guys, which we did. I think we're up to 16 players have made their debut for the Guardians this year. Um, We're going to see all these young guys come up and hopefully they all look good and we'll look forward to 2023. Uh, And then they just, which the first part of that plan went off perfectly. Uh, The problem for the haters and losers is that we just kept winning.
0: If you're in a game three situation in this opening series, uh, because as, for those who aren't familiar, they updated the playoff format this year and they are now going to have, uh, a three game series. It's basically like the old six, uh, six model, 16 model. I said six yeah. team, not 16, six team model that the NFL had before they just expanded to the seventh team. So those who are playing now in the wild card round will be playing a three game series at, at the home site of whoever has the higher seed. So the guardians are going to be at home for this three game set. If they are in a third game, Emmanuel Clause needs to pitch at least three innings. I don't know about all that. Why why do you say that? Because he is your best pitcher and he needs the ball. And your, your, your lineup is probably not as good as whoever you'd be playing. Well, that's why I
1: want to play Tampa, because they match up better against us, and Toronto and Seattle are power-hitting lineups, and that's just not very ideal for a non-power-hitting lineup to go up against in a three-game series, right. but class a, class a is our best pitcher, I won't argue there, but um, the rest of the bullpen's been nailed all year, Trevor Stephens, uh James Karinchek have really come on t- these past couple of days, Sam Henches is a lefty who's... Become good for some reason is Karen J oh, again? Yeah, he is. He actually is. He's not as good as he was, and uh, when he first came up, and it's obvious because Spider Tech, because there's a chart that shows his effectiveness when Spider Tech got banned and went unbelievably down. So obviously Oops. he was a Spider Tech. Yep. So obviously he was a Spider Tech guy, but he's getting better. Um, Beaver's ERA is under three. I think Tristan McKenzie's ERA is under three. Cal Quantrill's undefeated at home in his career with Cleveland. Um, I don't know what Zach Plisak's deal is. That's, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. If we get past these three-game series, because our starting three would be Bieber, McKenzie, uh, Quantrill. And then after that, Plisak's hurt because he punched the ground and broke his hand. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and,
1: which is almost as embarrassing as when he uh, broke his thumb by taking off his shirt last year. Um, <laughs> and then Aaron Savali, I truly don't care what he's up to, but he's probably going to be the fifth guy because he's hurt. I think he had a rehab appearance the other day, but yeah, exciting time for the Cleveland guardians. I, I don't expect a whole ton of lot out of them, but God damn it. I, Just win a series. We haven't won a series since the 2016 ALCS. So just win a series.
0: Well, you guys almost had the uh, 2017 series, and then yes, yes we did. uh, Something went astray. Mm. But yes, yes it did. You'll you'll get a shot at the AL East yet again. It's okay, and um, uh, you know, look at the bright side of things, man. Guardians fans have a lot of experience rooting for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to hit home runs in their ballpark. I sure do. Yeah, you in particular have experience with that. So this may not be foreign land for you after all.
1: Yeah, I I think it's more than likely we're going to play either Tampa or Seattle. But
0: like I said, I'd rather – Oh, that's right. I'm uh, – Yeah, I – It'll be Seattle. Well, Mm. you never know. I I just like that Seattle made it. I wish the Orioles could have made it. Uh, That that devastates me that their efforts will not be rewarded with a playoff appearance. But they uh, should be above 500. So good for them at least.
1: Yeah, they're 80 and 76. So barring a bad stretch, they're probably going to be over 500, which is remarkable considering how bad the Orioles have been since... I mean, when's the last time they made the playoffs, like 2017? Or no, it probably was 2016 when – um, what's his nuts? Edwin Encarnacion hit the walk-off against him in the wild card. Oh, if yeah. Jimenez, now it's all coming back to me. Ah, uh,
0: there you go. Remember Ubaldo Jimenez? Yeah, he started an all-star game for the Rockies. He was traded to my Cleveland Indians and sucked. Also, an Oriole. Now that we're talking about the Orioles, oh yeah, so we got. He that. may have been teammates with Johan Santana in Baltimore.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe no Yo- anyway. Well, shoot, that could have been a trivia question. <laughs> I just yeah. Well, listen, I got I got three doozies for you tonight for today. I I got I got one I got a marathon of a question. I think I have one that's easy that'll balance it out. But yeah. I, I have one that will – it'll take you six minutes to answer it. I can't wait for that. Let's talk a little about college
1: football here. <clears throat> Notre Dame won a game. Do you want to talk about
0: that? Yeah. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet had us as one of the best performers of the week uh, as far as the team goes, as far as Tommy Reese goes. The offense put it together. It was good to see. I was – really i was really on edge for this game to be completely honest with you every single drive i I wanted us to put up like 70 points now (laughs) this has no bearing on the playoffs but i just like seeing that we're at least capable of being successful because uh especially offensively we're gonna return a lot of talent next year so and i'm again i hate to do this two years in a row but my focus (laughs) will be on beating ohio state um I, I said heading into this this year's game against Ohio State that I'd be fine with a split and I was planning on a split. Um, I just was not expecting week one to be as close as it and as winnable as it was, despite the fact we that we looked terrible, which just is just dangling the carrot in front of my face and then yanking it away. But I uh, I liked what I saw. Uh, we implemented all of the running backs. I I saw Lorenzo Styles score a of touchdown, which is really important, thank goodness, because I already saw somebody on Twitter saying, watch out for Lorenzo Styles to OSU next year. Mm. So, I have no idea if there's any validity to that whatsoever. It could just just be someone just writing crap, but that... He won't play. He wouldn't play at
1: Ohio State. I didn't...
0: Well, he would pull... uh,
1: No, he would be Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Abuka, probably Julian Fleming. And then Brandon Ines, I. If, if, if
0: Julian Fleming hasn't seen the field at this point, he, and by the way, our old friend, uh, the block spot, tweeted out that Julian <laughs> Fleming was going to be a first round draft pick. Don't know sure if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, had two touchdowns th- last week. Yeah. You know, hey, you know what? The Toronto Argonauts are going to love drafting him in the first round. All I right? Know. Yes, exactly. So he's going to win a bunch of great cups. He
1: has. So so when Julian Fleming's been on the field these past couple of day or these past couple of weeks, because he's still hurt and they're just trying to because you, you can kind of tell Ohio State at, uh, not during the Notre Dame game. I think the Notre Dame game they just kinda like, Hey, welcome to the season, guys. Here's Notre Dame. But um <laughs> I think they kind of took their foot off the gas this past couple of weeks and then they kind of accelerated against Wisconsin because that I don't want to say it's the most impressive win of the season because it most certainly is not. Georgia over Oregon is still the most impressive win over the season. Oh. I'm, I'm talking like – I'm talking a, a, amongst the championship contenders, the most impressive win of the season. But this would be a number two.
0: This isn't even that impressive of a win. Did you see Graham Mertz throw the ball directly at an Ohio State player?
1: Yeah, Graham Mertz sucks. But what Ohio State did to that defense – is the real story here.
0: Oh, well, that, that's fine. I, but, I'm, I,
1: I'm not saying that what Ohio State did is like, oh, my God, the Buckeyes are here. Because this is what we expected out of well, well, then State.
0: how did you say it's the, sec- it's the second most impressive
1: win? It's the second most impressive win of the championship contenders so far.
0: Well, I, I guess, yeah. That's what I said. Uh, what am I gonna say? Georgia beating
1: Georgia beating whoever Oregon, number I, one just because Oregon is a decent team and I thought,
0: Georgia made them look like they didn't they've never played football before. Yeah, and then other than that, nobody's played anybody yet. Exactly. But, fun. So, uh, if we were to expand this beyond that point, I don't need. Hell, would Oregon over BYU be the second most impressive
1: victory? It might be just because it helped rebuild Oregon's image a little bit because BYU is a really good team. And, and then Oregon they
0: almost destroyed of, it the next week. Yeah. Because they Oregon. almost lost to Washington State.
1: Yeah. That, listen, that was a loss. That's a loss that doesn't count in the uh, the win-loss column, but they definitely didn't <laughs> win. Um, Kind of a miracle cover by Washington State at the end. But has has the USC experience. had
0: any impressive victories yet?
1: Or USC? It, yeah. Um, I wouldn't call a seventeen fourteen win over Oregon State impressive. Not that no, but Stanford or but, anything. But Oregon State is really good. I just want to throw that Oregon State is very good. Yes, that that's that's a good. They beat a good team at Oregon State, which is a hard place to play traditionally, and a place that USC has struggled in. So, in the grand scheme of things, that was a good win for USC but they didn't look good. That was the first time the offense looked like they had no idea what was going on.
0: <laughs> Which you do that. You're going to see that eventually with a bunch of transfers who have never played right. together before. So, you know, here we go. But. I'm, I'm, and again, take out up gigantic upsets, like middle Tennessee over Miami. No, brother. Like, that, that, that doesn't count as some gigantic impressive win because no, no one, is even remotely considering uh, that. That was a I I hate to jump to Miami's defense because that's not what Excuse I'm me. trying to do with this, but that was a fluke of a victory. Those two teams line up against each other all the time. Oh, yeah. They, they but, do it t- um, 10 times. My, Middle Tennessee is not winning seven times. All right. You so have it just. With Miami. So. What's
1: that? I beef with Miami because Mario Cristobal is. Like we saw what he did with Justin Herbert, and now look at Justin Herbert in the NFL. Like Justin Herbert didn't do anything in college, and then you look at him in the NFL, and he's an absolute gunslinger. And he's kind of doing the same thing with Tyler Van Dyke because he's such an ex- he's such a conservative co- uh, play caller that he's not letting Tyler Van Dyke do what he did best last year, and that was spin it. Now on the flip side, or Tyler Van Dyke hasn't been all that great this season. However. You're not putting them in opportunities to be great. So, I, I don't really know what Miami's game plan is. I think they're punting this season and hoping, because I think they have a top ten recruiting class, and they're hoping that it just gets better as the Crystal Ball era goes on. But I, I have no idea what their game plan is this year. I came in this season very high on Miami. I am as down as you possibly can get
0: on the team right now with, in terms of Miami, because they suck. So I just read an article recently and they said that as far as draft prospects go there are two quarterbacks who are starting to separate themselves in a negative way as far as the upcoming draft goes and prospects and all that and then Let me guess. there are th- there are three there're still three quarterbacks who are remaining the consensus at the top of the draft. Let me guess. Go ahead. Uh, so and I'm the, I'm really not happy about one of the quarterbacks who can who's considered a consensus top quarterback, but we'll it's going to be it's going to be not in order. But
1: C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Will Levis are three correct, and then the other two would be Tyler Van Dyke and Phil Jakovic.
0: Uh, Tyler Van Dyke and Anthony Richardson. Okay, I forgot about him. Um, but also Phil Jakovic, but. but
1: uh, Will Levis is all right. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very interested in his future. I, mean, I have no predictions for him so far. I'm just very interested in Will Levis.
0: The only thing I like about Will Levis is that he should be at Penn State and James Franklin somehow screwed up. Again. Penn State looks pretty good right now. Yeah, but you know Sean Clifford's going to screw it all up in a big game. Oh, he yeah, absolutely will. He'll lose to Ohio State. But um... Oh, no question. No, I think he's actually going to play – because I thought he, that he was actually kind of good against Ohio State last year, yeah. despite the fact that Penn State was really never in a position to win that game, although they were competitive. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the game eventually got away from them, and they just could not keep up. But it, it was kind of like the you were just waiting for the straw to break the camels back in that game where they were they were fighting, and you, you knew it couldn't last. So I'm right. thinking that there's probably going to be a game like that between those two this year where Penn State's competitive to a point – but you're just waiting for Ohio State to, to pull out that backbreaker of a play. Although, you know, it is in Penn State. It is actually a road game for Ohio State, now that I think about it. Although, yep. I, can't, I keep neuter. saying although, which means I'm just jumping around, so i got to find some sort of linear format to this discussion because I keep contradicting myself. <laughs> but, I, uh, as we discussed, this is not going to be a night game because – uh, the otherwise it would have been the whiteout and the whiteout games. What Minnesota this year? So this is yeah, going exactly to be actually a-, a good
1: game. It's going that's going to be a good game because Minnesota is damn good,
0: and Michigan State's damn awful. Michigan
1: State is might be the worst team I've ever seen.
0: That was
1: that was bad. We may have uh, underestimated how important Kenneth Walker actually
0: was. Yes. Uh, should have been at the Heisman ceremony, will forever believe that. Everyone yes. ruled him out just because he, like, that wasn't his fault that he lost to Ohio State that badly. He's not playing defense. So, right. quit looking at the scoreboard when you're trying to judge Kenneth Walker's performance and they couldn't give him the ball because they were losing so badly. Right. Now, I, uh I would like to say something that I think is both clear and obvious, but still, Big Ten fans don't want to hear it. The Big Ten is I almost f-bombed. They are effing terrible. This conference uh, is awful.
1: I don't know if I'd go that far. I think they're probably the second best conference.
0: Well, I, by default, because I don't, I don't think the SEC is very good either. There's nobody. This is the ultimate, like, where, where's the Big East? Like, bring that back. Right. There are this a lot would have of been a great team. year for the I'll Big East because there's nobody. Yeah, um, in the Big Ten, you mean? I I, I don't. I, there's no conference. I don't. I don't like the ACC. I don't like the Pac-12. Right. I don't like the Big Twelve. I don't even like the SEC. I the Pac. I do the Pac- like been pretty good. I I might be a gigantic fool for this. I'm kind of believing in Tennessee, although they have to play Georgia and Alabama, so that yeah. they're gonna knock themselves out, and yeah. then. Who on earth is going to be the fourth team besides possibly Michigan who has a one-game schedule against Ohio State where all they have to do is lose closely? They don't even have to win their one game of the season. Who on earth is going to – we're going to have a a wild card of a fourth team in the playoffs this year. I guess Clemson, I mean, what they did – being
1: able to survive a double overtime shootout against a high powered offense is a good sign for Clemson.
0: Oh, um, and their quarterback really, looked darn good.
1: He looked darn acceptable. Um, but the defense hasn't looked all that great, as we were talking about Clemson being this all time defense. They haven't been; they've been good, like they passed the eye test because they fly and they're dominant in the front seven. But they got smoked by Wake Forest, which isn't isn't an awful thing, because Wake Forest's offense is for real. But, I mean, that offense ain't as good as Ohio State's. It might not be as good as Alabama's. Um, Tennessee's it might not be as good as, if that situation ever arises. Um, I like Kentucky's offense. Georgia's mm-hmm. offense I really like. So, Clemson... They took a right step. They have a hell of a test this week against NC State, a team they lost to last year. But Clemson could be that fourth team. I still think Michigan could be that fourteen. I team. I think Maryland's a good team. Um, I think Michigan should have beat them by more, But Michigan's still there. Oklahoma, not really much anymore. Um, losing to Kansas State. For the third time in the last four tries, Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma. I just find that funny.
0: Um, they should have gone four for four, too. Remind me of that one. Actually, no, I was, that's a lie. Um, <laughs> what well, It was uh, Kansas State. The game I was thinking of was Kansas State at, at Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler is the quarterback. But I think Kansas State actually did win. There was like a blocked punt late in that game or something.
1: Kansas State won that game
0: because Spencer Rattler
1: started one and two in his uh, first season at Oklahoma. That's right. And then they yeah, went on then, that run, uh, and then the Spencer the Rattler State. sucks. Yeah, and then now Spencer the Rattler sucks.
0: Yeah, um, uh, that's that. They're, they're no good. Yeah, they are not
1: very good. Um, Texas lost. That's awesome. Uh, shout out yes. to Texas under eight and a half wins. That looks solid right now. Um, Kansas... I'm very happy Kansas State beat Oklahoma just because Kansas State lost to a team they should not have last week or two weeks ago, and I was kind of chalking the Oklahoma game up as a loss, so they
0: kind of evened out. So shout out to them. Well, let me tell you this: Kansas State beating Oklahoma is what is standing in the way of Kansas being ranked. Just so you know, Kansas
1: is a ranked team. I don't. I I've officially decided to just not recognize the eight people that that sucks. Hey, there's no reason Kansas
0: should not be ranked. Truthfully, I don't even know who they've played, but I like this narrative that Kansas is back, so I'm kind of just peddling it blindly. And I'm I'm in. I'm in for the fun. Uh, Say it.
1: Sorry, I, I keep getting phone. I was getting a phone call from
0: Montreal.
1: I didn't hear what you said.
0: <laughs> oh, I said, uh, I don't even know who Kansas has really played outside of Duke. So, I, I don't. I don't even know uh, who, they what they um, They played Houston on the road. They beat them
1: there. They beat West Virginia on the road.
0: They beat Clearly Duke,
1: a three right. and O Duke team, and then they started their season against like Tennessee,
0: no, Martin or yes. whatever
1: the hell. So, but I mean, they're the only four and O team with two, or oh, fuck, I forgot the stat, but um, but they have two road wins one against west virginia and one against houston two solid programs they beat a 3 and 0 duke they had the best off, or statistically one of if not the best offense in the country defense could use some work sure but they have a heisman candidate quarterback there's literally no excuse for them to not be ranked they're literally a zero and it's the, the only reason they're not ranked Is because all these AP voters, they're not actually watching these games. They're watching the team they cover, and then they'll go and watch the highlights on YouTube or read a blog or two, and then we'll make their decision. And they're basing it off, the reason the 2022-2023 Kansas Jayhawks are not ranked is because the 2007-2022 through Kansas Jayhawks fucking stunk. That's the reason
0: they're not ranked. Okay, I liked your second point better than your first point because I think your first point also applies to all of the fans who want Kansas to be ranked. What do you mean? That, that fans aren't watching every single play of Kansas football. They're scoreboard watching and watching the highlights of Jalen Daniels on SportsCenter and then coming on to Twitter and saying Kansas is one of the best teams in college football. I don't get, about them.
1: I, I know for a fact that Kansas is a top 25 team. I think I have them like fifteen.
0: Well, great transition. Let's get right into that.
1: Let me, yeah, I got to pull that up. Um, oh. <laughs> I've decided to award winning more this season than ever before.
0: Uh, so this is like a record
1: game, basically. Uh, no, it's just my thought has changed where it's not just strictly my eye test; it's winning has to matter in some instances. I also have others receiving votes.
0: Good, Um, good.
1: I have Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan staying top four. USC moves up to five because Oklahoma lost. Clemson moves up to six. Move Tennessee all the way up to seven. Penn State, eight. Kentucky, nine. Oklahoma State, 10. Or, excuse me, NC State, 10. Oklahoma State, 11. Utah, 12. Ole Miss, 13. Washington, 14, Kansas, 15, Oregon, 16, 17, Oklahoma, 18, Minnesota, 19, BYU, 20, Baylor, 21, Wake Forest, 22, Florida State, 23, Kansas State, 24, Air Force, 25, I still have Oregon State, and then others receiving votes. I have Maryland, James uh, James Madison, then Maryland, UCLA, Cincinnati, and Texas A&M. I moved Texas A&M here's how different I'm coming this year.
0: I moved Texas A&M out of my top 25 for winning. Well, I do think that they should be out of the top 25 because losing to App State and losing to Miami. Look, people – and I I think that you mentioned this uh, in your description of Kansas is that uh, the big reason that they are out of the rankings currently – is because of their horrendous performance over the past, uh, I don't know, call it the better part of 15 years. So I think that people are significantly beholden to their own preseason rankings and that Mm -hmm. they are, it it, it takes, it takes months to get to the point where preseason rankings start to not matter. So, We'll see what happens. Uh, If I can pull up, actually, the ranking, just to see who else is in that category of teams or others receiving votes, as you had laid out. I want to pull that up really quickly. I just want to see what kind of two-loss teams are uh, treading around. Florida, does Florida two-loss? Yeah, Kentucky. (laughs) Who's voting for Florida? uh, They're 28th.
1: Who th- I, that's what I mean. Who's voting for Florida? Like, who was voting for Notre Dame after the Marshall loss? I know they had a few votes. Who is voting for Miami when
0: they lose? Like, I don't understand it. I truly don't anymore. By the way, our our uh, we forgot to mention this last week. We'd be remiss if we didn't bring this up. Our Air Force Falcons thats right uh, really botched their opportunity to find their way into the rankings last week. Yeah, you can't lose to Wyoming. Yeah. That was
1: bad. That was bad. They looked good last week, but um can't lose to Wyoming. Wyoming's been a weird team because they played Illinois week zero. And they, they looked, looked awful. So, they looked they legitimately looked like the worst team I've ever seen. And my and I was like, all right, I'm fading Wyoming for the rest of the season. They haven't lost since.
0: They're three and one? Oh yeah. Wow, that's surprising. I they heard, look pretty decent doing it too. Because I I didn't watch that game, but I heard from people who did watch that Wyoming looked they almost looked like they didn't belong in the same field just no, off of their size alone. I heard their offensive line is
1: tiny. Their their offensive line, their lightest offensive lineman outweighed their heaviest Wyoming defensive lineman by fifty plus pounds. That's that's correct Damn. I after that game, I legitimately said out loud, "I don't think Wyoming would win two games in Division uh, well, two
0: they, <laughs> they quickly proven me wrong, but um uh, <laughs> show, showed me that's that's hilarious, but I'm disappointed that our Falcons weren't able to execute because they would have been have in the ranked. rankings last week.
1: I got' them ranked twenty four
0: i uh not giving up on them yet.
1: No, like Utah, like you, I'm not giving up on Utah. I still think they're awesome, but I have to punish them. Like if I were, if I were to rank these teams based on what I think, just solely what I think, it'd be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Utah. still.
0: Wow, what about Florida beating Utah? And you think? Football? What's that? I said, "What about Florida beating Utah? Though, shouldn't that give Florida some bonus points?" No, that's why points? that's
1: why they're not a top four team in my eyes because they lost.
0: You're a you're a Cameron Rising stand.
1: I am a Cameron Rising stand. I was like the running back guy, Tavion Thomas. I really like him, um, and they got a really good offensive line. I just like Utah. I just I'm a big Whittingham guy.
0: Well, I I do support Kyle Whittingham. Uh, he's been there since Urban Meyer.
1: He took over for Urban Meyer, I think, in the Fiesta Bowl. I think Urban Meyer did the corny thing where he put like his whistle on Kyle Winningham's, like, "This is your team now."
0: I'm going to go coach Florida. That's right, like the uh, like handing the Xbox controller right. Ryan Day. Yeah. Do you think Urban Meyer is actually going to get hired by Nebraska? No, I don't know why he would want that job. Do you think he could do better than Nebraska? Oh, my God, yeah. Um, I don't think the big schools would want him. I think the only people who would want him would be schools who feel like they're in complete disarray and need a savior.
1: Maybe. So, who would that be? Um, Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah, but. Although,
0: they have such a good fan base, I would really hope they wouldn't. Want Urban Meyer? Um, I, I would hope those fans, although those fans, as far as I'm concerned, embarrass themselves publicly by chanting "We want Urban" uh, at wh- whatever the hell that show's is called, uh, Fox Big Noon Fox kickoff, Big Noon kickoff. The yeah, the pregame show, and they're all. Oh, I don't I watch that. Watch Urban. What the hell happened? They. Uh... Oh, you didn't see that?
1: No, you just kind of like you screamed, and I just didn't hear you.
0: Uh, I was imitating uh, the Nebraska fans cheering for Urban Meyer when uh, he graced them, graced them with his presence.
1: I guess just thinking Auburn's going to need a new coach. Brian Harsin sucks. Um, I I wouldn't put excuse me, I wouldn't put his job security on the line right now, but. Jimbo Fisher's got to figure something out at Texas A&M. Um,
0: yeah, these rec- recruits that he just raked in, and he's still getting them. Right. Yeah, a tie. he's still, he three out of twenty five star recruits in this upcoming class. So <laughs> he's got he's got job security until at least those guys are juniors. And then if those guys don't pan out, then we'll see. Ah. If they win eight games this year
1: and they don't win 10 games next year, they're, his seat's going to catch on fire. But um, Texas, I know they really like Steve Sarkisian, but if Urban Meyer was really interested in Texas, i sure Texas would
0: pull a few strings. Or make an excuse, I think Texas it. could. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe who, who Notre Dame. That's Urban Meyer's dream job. Oh, we better not. We had our chance and we said, no, sir. We, we want Marcus Standard. Freeman. Yes, who can also recruit like crazy. Yes, he um, can. Just... can. he call it? Has offense? he held these
1: recruits, though? Since he Is became he the head
0: coach? Uh, all but one. And uh, well, uh, well, I guess now, two. although I don't I don't think that had anything to do with Marcus Freeman. I think that was just I mean, uh, Brian Kelly. I just think that he wanted to go elsewhere because there were there were players on other schools trying to flip him. And by golly, he decommitted. And now it's (laughs) it's a it's a race between Alabama and Ohio State. Sounds about right. I am not happy about it. Let's let's look at these player
1: rankings. I haven't I haven't checked recruiting recruiting in a while.
0: So let's see. Um, off the top of my head, Arch Manning still number one, and I, I always use Rivals just because that's the website that I always have used. I know some I people like Rivals 24-7, site. blah blah blah. So I'm a uh... I'm not a big Rivals guy, but I'll use Rivals. Ah, good good. All right. Um, Number one, of the top of my head before I open up this browser, uh, it's Arch Manning to Texas. Number two is Dante Moore, who I, I am convinced Notre Dame would have been strongly in the running for had C.J. Carr not immediately committed right before him to Notre Dame from a class prior, but also had been rumored to uh, possibly being reclassified. It turns out that he's probably not going to do that because – Marcus Freeman is still recruiting 2023 quarterbacks. So that leads you to think that C.J. Carr is going to save the 2024. So we could have had Dante Moore, but C.J. Carr had to go ruin it, although I do take take some joy in uh, in Lloyd Carr's grandson choosing Notre Dame. That, yeah. uh, that does make me happy considering I when I was a kid, I watched Lloyd Carr come into South Bend and whoop our ass in 2006. Uh, when we were the number two team in the country that year, by the way, and it was not pretty at all. They had a fantastic defense. And, oh, well, I, who am I talking to? You know the 2006 Michigan team very well. They they marched into they marched into Notre Dame, and they took care of business. Yeah, they were, and yeah. Brady Quinn's offensive line was consistently picking grass out of his helmet. That That's how – that gives you any sort of indication of how that game went. So, Dante Moore did not go to Notre Dame, uh, although he was rumored to be an NIL guy because A&M and Oregon were both there in the mix. So, we may not have gotten him anyway. But Dante Moore, number two. I think it's Cormani McClain, a defensive back, who is a Florida boy and is expected to stay in Florida, whether it's Florida, whether it's the U. Expected to stay in state. Number four, just moving up the rankings, Nico Iamaliava, who Mm -hmm. I – Is a West Coast guy. I think he's from Long Beach. Uh, Thought that he was going to go to Oregon, and then it turns out that he's going to go to Tennessee. And then it was right at that moment where I started to believe in Tennessee. I'm like, man, Josh Heifel must have something going on down there. And then then they they start winning this year. Hendon Hooker looks awesome. So I think Tennessee's a little bit ahead of schedule because this guy is supposed to be waiting in the wings to come save the franchise. But I guess it'll be... Uh, and, by the way, Tennessee fans, I cannot believe that this guy is still going to be playing college football next year. But they are waiting now to, because it's assumed that Henna Hooker is going to go to the NFL. Up next year for Tennessee, it's either going to be Ia Maliava as a true freshman or Joe Milton, who is still there. Joe Milton. So that, that's going to be the quarterback battle next year. So, we'll see. And then I have no idea anybody outside of the top four. I just remember that. Um, Malachi Nelson. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. He was an Oklahoma guy. He was uh, supposed to, he was going to be a Lincoln Riley guy. And then he is still a Lincoln, a Lincoln Riley guy. Because yes, he, he is. He said, psych, sayonara, Oklahoma. I'm going to go to USC. So he is Smart move. Uh, some people think that he is the true best quarterback in the class. Um, Dante Moore just recently launched above him in the rankings, but, Some people think that Arch Manning's living off of his name a little bit, but Malachi Nelson's supposed to be a big-time recruit. Uh, He did take a visit to Texas A&M before the season started, so that was interesting. That's uh, right. I forgot that he did that
1: while committing to USC. uh, Yep, we got Carnell Tate and Brandon Inus. Enes, Inus, whatever. Could have have skipped those two. Seven and eight. What's that? I said we could have skipped those two. I would have been perfectly fine with that. Well, no, that that would be a disservice to I'm looking for Notre Dame. I don't see anything oh
0: here we go Brent Brennan Vernon on Menor High Shout out yes. to this. he has uh he's been a part of that for a uh a long yeah, time he was kind of like one where when Notre Dame
1: got him, Ohio state fans got worried like what's going on here? Why are we getting him
0: yep and he committed extremely early yeah, like did. almost two years beforehand um I, I just I I couldn't this help but sober. notice that the, the number five player in the country, Samuel Mpemba, who is a St. Louis kid playing down at the IMG Academy, couldn't help mm. but notice that he uh he removed his Notre Dame official visit, so that sucks. Uh oh. Um, although it looks like he also removed his Oregon official visit, so we're not mm. we're we're not alone. He um he abandoned the both of us and instead. It's focusing on Tennessee, Miami, LSU, and Georgia, which Smart. Yeah. No, uh, we don't that, need them.
1: Uh, we need uh we got uh Mateo Uyangalale who is starting to gain some steam around Ohio State.
0: Oh yeah, I, I can't wait to watch the all of Buckeye Nation double back on that family and say, Man, we love this That's family. A good family. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. What an athletic family, man! Like, th- that's that's the kind, type of crap. The block stock's gonna be tweeting all kinds of crap like that. They're like gonna be tweeting about, oh, what an athletic family. He comes from great genes. Yeah, his, his, his dad I've is a, a it. bouncer or whatever. I've long what said kind of... it. Yeah. Ugh. You you were miserable watching DJ Ukulele dice up the Winston Salem fans. I had a good time. I don't like he's bad. <laughs> well, the jury's still out. So he's yeah, probably I mean, coming back next year. Yeah, I took a look at his numbers and they are
1: impressive. Impressive numbers, looks better, but he still he still just doesn't have
0: it, is what I is my ultimate. Just like I don't trust him. He's gonna look great in a Notre Dame uniform next year. That or the guy
1: you guys just beat from uh, Carolina
0: or Tyler. You think think Drake May is going to transfer?
1: We're in such a weird time in college football that I don't know who would transfer, who wouldn't. Like if Drake May decides to go from North Carolina to Notre Dame, that would be it is strictly an NFL move in my mind.
0: But the entire family went to North Carolina. Who cares? North Carolina sucks.
1: I'd rather oh, yeah. go be bad at Notre Dame oh, than be bad at North Carolina. I'm just saying we're in a weird spot. We're just in a weird spot in college football. We're transferring. Where kids are transferring for whatever reason.
0: Transferring.
1: Could get out. Uh, uh, Brock Brockmeyer from Boise State who's transferring now.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. But uh, any other recruiting news? Let's see. Uh, what's what's this guy? What's John Ruiz up to in Miami? He's their, he's their big billionaire booster. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i trying to start a meme. I, I'm the only one to have used it so far. I There's a picture from his website. I will send it to you. In, in case you ever want to tweet about Miami, you, you too can uh, send this picture whenever Miami does something well. Uh, I will send it your way right now. But John Ruiz is the big booster down there. He's the CEO of some company. I forget what company it is, but I was on his website, and uh, uh, all these recruits, all these NIL deals that the recruits are getting are probably coming from him. There's a quarterback, uh, something Rashada, I think, who just committed to Miami. He's supposed to be... He's a four-star, not even a five-star, and he's supposed to be getting an unbelievable care package, around $9 million sent his way uh, as soon as he gets to Miami. So... They got a couple five-stars. They got Jaden Wayne and Francis Maui Goa. Uh, Francis Mauigoa was supposed to be an Oregon commit, and then I guess Miami just outbid them. Hmm. And any, anyone else jump out? Or in? just following Cristobal. Yeah. Could be. Who is this Jurion Dickey guy? I don't know. Oh, how about uh, the two the top two running backs – I guess two out of the top three were both supposed to be Georgia commits according to their uh, projections. Justice Haynes and Richard Young were both supposed to be Georgia commits, and then they both commit to Alabama, and they are the number one – no, the number two and the number three running backs in the country. Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, so uh, that sucks for whoever is trying to play defense against those two. Yeah, um, I
1: would argue it always sucks to play defense against Alabama.
0: I would agree with your argument, to be completely
1: honest. Tommy Reese is the third-ranked recruiter in the country. How about that? Really? I'm just noticing that, according to the 24-7 sports. Behind Brian Hartline and who? Freddie Roach from Alabama. He's their, like, okay. um, I think he's their D-line coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bale Washington well. is 10. You're the line coach. Um, yeah, Brian Hartline's the only Ohio State play, uh, coach in the top ten, but he mm. does a pretty damn good job.
0: I think it'll work.
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: It's been working so far. Um, you want to get some trivia. Yes, I do, and we got a a doozy of a trivia segment for you. Yes, we do. Should I go first? Go ahead. I just got to
1: figure out which one of my questions I want to ask first. Um, Okay, I'll ask this one. The Yankees and the Guardians are the only two teams with two players in the top 10 for batting average in the American League. I'll give you one player from each. You have to name the other. Aaron Judge from the Yankees, Steven Kwan from the Guardians. Top 10. Top 10 for the American
0: League. Why would you give me Stephen Quad? That must mean that Jose Ramirez is not top 10, because you would have just given me him. Um, oh, uh, he met. Well, what, you would have said him, too. Ah uh, no. I'll go Jimenez. And. The Yankees have two guys in the top 10. I thought everybody sucked outside of Judge. Nope, they got another. Oh man. Well, I know it's not my guy Glaber Torres because I've been waiting for him <laughs> to be good for a long time. Yeah, and I know it's not Miguel Andujar because he's suiting up for my team in the black and gold. Oh my gosh, I don't need. Is it? Um, wait, no, that guy bets at the bottom of the order, doesn't he? I'll get go... Ian. Kifner, whatever his name is.
1: I- F-K- Kiner, Isaiah Kiner-Palefa? Yeah, that guy. Uh, that's not correct. It is Andres Jimenez, by the way. Um, oh. The second Yankee is Andrew Benintendi. Oh, no, I should have. been 320.
0: Forgot that he got
1: traded. I don't think he's played much with the Yankees, but he's been on my fantasy team. He's been in my fantasy team's DL or IL, excuse me. Uh, for, like, a week now. It is the championship game, and I am in the championship, so he's watching from the stands. He will not get a ring if we win. Anyway, your question.
0: My question. Where did Johnny Unitas go to college? Oh, I feel like he went to, like, the Ohio schools. Um,
1: I feel like he was one of, like, back in, like, the 40s where everyone was, went to, like, Kent State. <laughs> Um, but I'll say Miami, Ohio, because Miami, Ohio actually has a pretty good football program historically.
0: Geographically, you're not far off, but I'm not sure if it still is that close. Uh, it was Louisville. Louisville. All
1: right.
0: I didn't even know. Neither did I. All
1: right. Uh, we're going college football here. The 1990 college football season, oh, okay. two teams – were crowned national champions that year. One by the AP, one by the coaches. Would you like uh, me to give you
0: one of them or would you like to try and guess both of them? I'll no I I'll be I'll be I'll be true to the game. I'll try to guess both. Okay. Nineteen ninety college football season. Okay. Michigan had a shared championship that everyone mocks, but I think that was ninety seven
1: or um... I will confirm because they only won half a national championship that year. Because
0: okay, they also sorry. shared
1: Because they also shared a title that year. Oh, you mean in 90? 97 97, Michigan shared a title with Nebraska.
0: Okay, okay. So, which is stupid, by the way.
1: I think Um, that was the final straw because the next year was the BCS.
0: Okay, hold on. We got to investigate this nineteen ninety. Why was there a tie? If I I swear, if the coaches voted for – Yeah, it
1: was the AP and the coaches voted for two separate champions. Who was the AP? am I supposed to tell you?
0: Oh, wait, is that a... Is that a... No, I mean for 97.
1: Oh, 97. Uh, the AP voted Michigan and the coaches voted Nebraska.
0: Okay, congratulations, Michigan. You're the national champions. Nebraska, I'm sorry. Uh, oh. but You probably had plenty from that era anyway, so you don't even need it. Okay, okay now, number 90. 75% of the championship. 90. All right, so we have some options here. Uh... Nebraska is always an option. Miami's an option. Penn State. Love, I'm just gonna name everything that was decent. You know what? I got a hot take. I'm this team was it. good for about. This team was good for about six years, between the late eighties and the mid nineties. I'm gonna say Colorado's one of them.
1: That's correct. Colorado was the AP champion. I hear.
0: Are you serious? Oh my yeah. gosh. Um. Well, it's probably not another Big Eight team. Oh, and now here's the problem of trying to remember who was in the Big Eight and who was. I will say, I will be shocked if you get this. All right. Well, all right. So we gotta we gotta think off the map a little bit. Um. I got one. No, 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 no that's way too no. Syracuse was good, but when I say good, I mean they had a bunch of NFL players. I don't know what the, if that translated to wins or not, but I think that was later in the '90s when they had like McNabb and Freeney and Marvin Harrison, not necessarily all at the same time either. Um, well, Did you say uh, Yale? No, no, I, uh-huh. I said I said well with like a southern accent, like whale. Well. Um well if Colorado was unexpected then this this team must be like impossible to get. And I'm stalling UCLA.
1: It's not a bad guess, because I think they actually were close to a championship around
0: that time, but in not uh, UCLA. Why well, I guess they yeah, Troy Aikman would have already been in the NFL, but alright, who was it? The coaches voted for
1: the team that finished 12 0 1, or 11 0 1, excuse me, Georgia
0: Tech. Which team would you have given me? Colorado. All right. So I didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought you
1: would I thought you would have knew Colorado. Uh,
0: nah. All right. Who was Michigan State's quarterback before Connor Cook? Oh, brother.
1: Um, I don't even know, when was Connor. Cook? I, I know, I actually know when his last year was. We don't talk about that here. Um, hmm. I am...
0: Who is apparently starting for the Patriots. Yeah, it's a, only the fifth time double-digit underdog since joining the Patriots.
1: Um,
0: Brian Hoyer. No, it was Andrew Maxwell. I don't even remember who that is. But you, but you still skipped over Kirk Cousins. Nah, who cares? So did a lot of teams.
1: Um, all right. This one, this one's a little bit tougher.
0: You have to name you have to give me five answers. Wow. Well guess what? I got I got one next that five is gonna look like a, a light piece of Oh brother. I, name I all one hundred
1: thirty one FPS teams.
0: Yeah. Uh, nope.
1: Name the five teams that have only ever made one appearance in the World Series. Oh. And just like the expos and nationals count as one entity. Right, right, right. So, like, any team with that situation counts as one.
0: Um, I would think the Minnesota Twins, but, hey, they uh they were the Washington Senators, and I think they were pretty good, so I won't say them. Gosh. Now, your team made it because they were – you and the Cubs were number one and number two in the World Series. sure. So I know I know that you guys have been before. You said been to one World Series? Only ever appeared in one World Series.
1: I'm, right. They didn't have to win or lose it, or they didn't have to win it. They just had to make an appearance.
0: Oh, this is a mm, – I don't know if this team's ever made it. I'll say the Seattle Mariners are one. Um, because they were the Milwaukee Pilots for a, a season. I'll just tell before. you right now they are not. They are the only team with zero appearances. Oh, my. All right, great. Well, this is busted. But I'll play along and try to guess anyway. I, I still have four guesses, we'll say, just because I, I got one right. No, I'll give you five guesses. Uh... Well, if we – we got to stop at some point because then I can just keep going. Well, give you I, you get – all right, you get six total already to used. one. Okay. Oh, okay. Fair. Um, all right, so I'm, st- I'm still in the game. All right, so Manners was no, which uh, – the Marlins are no, which sucks because that would have been an easy one. Um, Gosh, I don't know much about the Expos. I, I don't – I'll give you a hint. Four of them were during your lifetime. Oh, Why would you have used the Nationals as an example, though? Because I don't think Why would you have... Why would you have used them as an example? Because I don't think you would have just given me them as an answer. But let me see. In my lifetime, this shouldn't be alright. Did I can't think of a the what the world series other than the one in 05 or 04, whatever year that was. I had to have been so it's not them. Um let's start going through Gosh, I almost said the reds, as if the big red machine <laughs> didn't exist. The New uh, York Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Giants won three, and they beat the Rangers, who are a possibility. Ooh. I'm going to say the Angels are another one. Uh, 2002, I'm going to say Angels. I'm going to say – gosh. I, I wish I knew when all these teams existed. I'll say the Texas Rangers are two. I'll say. Um, oh, the Rays for sure. Three. All right. Rangers, Angels, Rays. Okay. Um, the Phillies have, have been in existence forever. Angels, Ray, All right, let's just think of the expansion teams. Okay. Um the Diamondbacks were an expansion team. I'll go with them. I will gosh, I hope that they were a one and done whatever you that was 2001. Was uh Diamondbacks and the Rockies. All right, so all right, in in review ain wait, that's five in my lifetime. that's not right. All right, so I gotta eliminate one I um, will uh, eliminate the angels because I think I think maybe the California angels could have done it, although I don't know in the movie Angels in the outfield the angels were really bad, so maybe they have a history of being really bad, but I will right, we'll go Rangers Rage. Rockies uh shoot I was going with the expansion teams which Diamond oh, Diamondbacks Rangers Rays Rockies Diamondbacks I'm going to sub out the Angels and bring in uh somebody who hasn't made a World Series in my lifetime This is a an obscenely long answer but <laughs> I actually think that I'm close so I'm I'm go, going for it you know what Minnesota Twins.
1: Yeah, two right. The Angels Only were one two?
0: of them.
1: Only two? The Diamondbacks and Rockies. The Angels were one of them. The Nationals oh. were the other were the other one in your lifetime. I didn't
0: think you just hand me that one. Gosh darn it.
1: So, and then the one that didn't happen in your lifetime was the Brewers in
0: 1982. Uh, hmm. Okay, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, the Rays made it in 2020. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, they made it. Gosh darn it. Oh, well. Well, if you, t- <laughs> I better start preparing some overtime questions because I'm about to hit you with the biggest knockout punch in the history of our trivia segment, all right? Um. DJ Corrigan. Yes. Name all 18 first-round draft picks from the 2019 LSU-Alabama game. And name Ooh. them slowly so I can keep track of who you named. Say that again? Name all 18 first-round draft picks from the 2019 LSU-Alabama game since Joe Burrow and Tua are playing in about two hours. Okay. Oh, yeah. About, oh, yeah. Um, okay, so Joe Burrow –
1: uh, Oops, I just gave you Joe Burrow and Tua. My bad. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Um, I'll, I'll give you a hit, I'll, spoiler. I was going to get those two. Uh, Joe <laughs> Burrow, Tua Tega Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Clyde edwards um Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs.
0: That's nine. Halfway That's home. Nine. Uh, Jedrick Wills. He's a Brown. I was waiting for that one. I'm like, excuse me, what are these guys' um, plays for your team?
1: Um, Patrick Sertan.
0: Actually, it's seven. It's 17, because there's one guy who was discussed during the game. He did not appear, so it's 17. Okay. And you just said Sertan, so you're 11 out of 17. Okay. Um...
1: Patrick Queen, I think he got drafted first round of the Ravens.
0: 12 for 17.
1: Uh, have I said th- Najee Harris? No, you have
0: not. That's 13. All right,
1: Najee Harris. How many I you have?
0: You need four more. Oh
1: Christ. Um Nobody on the LSU offensive line won the first round. I don't know that? Defense defense. Grant Delpit didn't. Did did Stingley Stingley play in that game? Yeah, the game.
0: But wait, was Derek Stingley a first round pick? Yeah, Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley played in this game. He allowed two hundred yards to Devonte Smith, and he got drafted third overall. Yes, he was a first. Round pick. He was a third round, third overall. Yeah, this year. Oh my god, I I totally forgot that. He was drafted third by the Texans. Okay, so I need three more. Three more.
1: No. No. Oh, um, Chason, Caleb on Chason. Okay.
0: Um... The one whoever has an answer was Mac Jones. Ah. Um... They, probably an Alabama offensive line. Sixteen down, one to go. But I name both. Their- I thought.
1: <laughs> okay, Alabama and, and, first. And, and
0: don't don't give it to me until it's a final answer. You have you have to say final answer. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Twenty twenty draft. Girl to uh Oh Christ. Alright, let me I think I so I got all four of the receivers. Got their quarterback, their running back. Ravian Diggs wasn't a first round pick, but he played in that game. I know that because he got torched. Um, <laughs> um, offensive line, I said Jedrick Wills and Evan Neal. Okay, I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it right now. It doesn't make sense because they've already said both their tackles. Ooh, wait. Yeah, the meal started up. Okay, I, I have one guess.
0: If I can't, I won't count it as an answer. But you are allowed what? to think out loud. Just let I me know once. Just... I don't
1: want to throw names out there unless I gotta be missing somebody in the Alabama secondary or LSU. I gotta be missing. Oh, they didn't have a lot of first round picks. They had a lot of guys who just kind of went in the draft, but. Still pretty good players.
0: Uh, could you imagine if you get 16 and don't get the 17th?
1: I'll be so mad. Um, okay, my guess is Alex Leatherwood, but I can't remember. I can't remember if he was the 18 draft or the 20 draft. I know those are wildly different years, but <laughs>
0: um.
1: Oh yeah. I think Evan Neal started as a guard in his career, if I remember, during prep for the NFL this past NFL draft. So I guess Alex left.
0: Is that a final answer?
1: Final answer.
0: 17 for 17. Let's go.
1: I got to watch this game now. I got to watch the highlights before Thursday Night Football starts.
0: (laughs) I, I gave you my best shot. I probably would have yeah. ended up saying Mac Jones too. Oh
1: my gosh! I forgot he played that year. I would have thought down the line. I would have started thinking about Alabama games <sighs> and like after that what happened.
0: I, I, I gave about. you my best, and you you you, you handled it. Wait, I don't know it what to say. was Christian Harris a first? Is Christian Harris a
1: first round pick? Because he may have played in that game. No,
0: he was. Um... You mean Jacob Harris? Or what's his name? No, Christian no. Harris. He was a linebacker. Oh, uh, no, he did not. Oh, he was a third-round pick.
1: He was just drafted. I know that. I could not remember if he was first. Yeah. I don't remember anything
0: about the last previous draft. Uh, Sauce Gardner was drafted fourth to the Jets, and then he walked up there with know, a – I know Garrett Wilson's on the Jets. I know that for a fact. Yeah, they got uh who's the other guy? Jermaine Johnson. No, they Jermaine got Johnson. him too. Yeah, they crushed that draft. Who by the way was also a Georgia Bulldog who transferred to Florida State. Hell yes. <laughs> Georgia, Jesus. God damn it, Guardian. I cannot believe out of all the questions that were asked today, that's the one that was correct. What was your first question? I forget. Johnny Unitas, Louisville. Oh yeah.
1: I forgot it's the anniversary of that game. Or not the end. Somebody posted it on Twitter. That's why it was fresh in my mind.
0: Because Joe Burrow and two are playing each other.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. By the
0: way, I love the under 48.5. Yeah, there you go. Bengals minus 3.5. Weird spread, which means you lean into it you don't That's ask what questions. I'm thinking. They're up to four right now, actually.
1: And the total's uh, up to 49. Can I cash out? No, not worth it. Uh
0: All right. I'm ready to get out of here? I'm ready. All right. Well, we got some football to watch tonight. Be ready for that um, I still haven't heard it. Uh, Well, you must be jumping in late to these games, but uh, or just uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it there. Well, I went out last week when I watched my Cleveland Browns thump your
1: pathetic ass. Um, Mitch Trubisky looks good. It's a good sign. He looks good. Um, I was. Is not looking like a mistake right now. That's not looking awful. Um, but George Pickens is awesome.
0: Yes, he is. I um. I enjoy him. He made a, he made a in my opinion and I fully understand that at the time and I I know that I sound like an old guy <laughs> because that's something that people say is like no you got to understand at the time that that was different than what you think it is now. At the time, that Odell Catch looked impossible. And then very quickly, everybody else figured out how to do that because they started practicing it. Now <laughs> George still, Pickens was like over the shoulder, falling diagonally.
1: Yeah, that was that was better than the Odell catch. But you you give the Odell catch too much hate. That was still one of the most incredible catches I've ever seen.
0: Yes, oh absolutely, it was right up the ball, there, with but three fingers, no yes, being held. That, that too, but I I, I just got to say, and I know it's a little bit of revisionist history because. Now it's been replicated by people just there are videos every day of people doing it in practice just jumping up yeah. and oh throwing their hand up and throwing their hand back to go reach back and get it from behind their head so we're a little bit desensitized to it, I admit, but the level of difficulty for George Pickens to do that over the shoulder because i don't like that 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 is just such a tough play to to Gauge where your hand placement supposed to be to catch that ball, and then to do it one handed right. while falling down. Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah, gosh! Denzel that, Ward didn't even know what he was doing. Denzel Ward didn't know what he was doing the whole game. He looked bad. <laughs> this defense
1: is bad, and now that Miles Garrett's flipping porches,
0: <laughs> he might
1: not be able to play against Atlanta. Uh, if you need him to beat Atlanta, you got other problems. We do though. That's the problem. We do have problems. Our defense sucks. Um. That may be our only problem because Jacoby Brissett is awesome.
0: Well, yeah, okay, yeah. Your defense is the only problem. Okay.
1: Defense has been bad. They let Mitch Trubisky and Jill Flacco carve them up, well, for like a game and a half, and then Trubisky didn't do anything. But
0: I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind. The uh, the Jacoby Brissett wasn't the problem. It was the defense. Okay. Actually, the problem was Baker Mayfield last year, but. Well, he's a problem for some other team now. Oh, my gosh. Would Carolina kill to have Cooper Rush right now or what? Uh, No, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. But... the Baker's awful this year. They did win last week. Baker Baker. Mayfield is lucky that Justin Fields exists, so somebody out there can be worse than him. And possibly possibly Mitch Trubisky, too. Baker
1: Mayfield has one of those... uh, the trade we made has one of those clauses where if he plays X amount of snaps in the season, we get the pick gets upgraded to a fourth rounder. I'm starting to think he, we might not hit that because he sucks.
0: He's so, so bad. Yeah, and he's, he's, got, he's got the second coming of Arian Foster at running back missing practice this week too. How is he the second coming of Arian Foster? Because that dude got hurt every single year the the fantasy uh, I don't know, I don't know if you were playing fantasy football back then but it was oh like yeah the, I oh, had Aaron Foster every year well then you should know better than anybody that he was always getting heard and I don't I, I don't remember making those guys is, a, Cleveland legend Ben Tate I might add uh, oh yeah Come on now. <laughs> yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah you better have one of those two because you got to be ready. Because Aaron Foster will go down and they will come in and they will look awesome.
1: I knew injuries hurt his career. I didn't know he was that injury prone.
0: Oh, it was. I, I, don't, I don't have any, like, numbers or anything to show you, but let me go. I let didn't me just remember see what his he, prime. He was as good as anyone I've seen because he was a monster. Yeah, very good. Helped to uh, get the Titans to some playoff games, but. All right, go to the Texans. Go to his. Um football reference look at the last 4 years of his career it's 8 13 4 and 4 for games played yeah.
1: well that Miami year doesn't really count because i listen to a podcast that he's on almost every day and he kind of said that he kind of said like yeah i probably shouldn't i probably should have retired instead but he wanted to give it one more shot but
0: was jake it, Cutler his quarterback no what year was that? No, that Jay was the, the year
1: play? that was the year wasn't didn't Miami play you in the playoffs that year
0: in sixteen? Oh, um it like it, Matt Moore yes. when he got his head taken off. Yeah, because Tannehill was hurt, so Matt Moore had to play, and then Bud Dupree almost killed Matt Moore in that game. Right. I think Cutler was the next year. Let's see. only I we will could find Cutler. No, not Cutler. I am and you are correct. Damn right, I am. What six and eight. How about that? Yeah, let's see who the leading receiver was. Not surprisingly, Jarvis Landry, that was a waste of my time. Yeah, that was, yeah. Oh my gosh, Julius Thomas was the tight end. Ew. Remember when the Jaguars gave him a bunch of money?
1: Yeah. Had a good running back room.
0: No. Super
1: way. Bowl Should have been Super Bowl MVP Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake, <laughs> and Jay Ajayi.
0: Yes, he should have. I think uh, Oklahoma sooner, Damian Williams. It's a shame that he had to lose to Notre Dame in 2012 on his home turf, but... Yeah. It's okay. All right. Let's get up on out of here. Uh, Less than two hours until Thursday night football kicks off. So, go ahead and set your alarms. Be ready. Go ahead. You got two hours to take a nap. (laughs) uh, And then you can watch football for the rest of your evening. And... uh, and well, I, I gotta apologize because this theme song doesn't have any any lyrics to it, so DJ can't tweet them out. But he's just gonna be tweeting out the musical emojis, the little uh, the notes, because there's no lyrics to go with them. So we'll uh, DJ will be listening to some theme music tonight. Al Michaels, Kirk Street in Cincinnati, Kirk Street's favorite place because uh, mm-hmm. he's a huge Reds fan. And uh, we'll be watching. Everybody, take care. Peace.